Are the Florida State Seminoles better than Georgia, Michigan, and the rest of college football? You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Brian Smith. Thank you for joining in on another episode of Locked On Seminoles. You can find this podcast wherever you download them and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Today's show is going to focus on three things. Number one, I'm going to give my opinion on why I think Florida State could match up with any team in the college football landscape and beat them, specifically with offense, We're going to go into some of the scenarios, talk about teams, the games that have been played. Segment two, we're going to discuss some of the statistics that back it up. Most notably, this is going to be offensive statistics. There are defensive things that Florida State does too. We're going to save that for a little later, maybe later this week or probably next week after they play Boston College. We have a lot of things to discuss with Florida State's defense because it's done a lot of good stuff as well. Segment three, this is where it's really interesting quarterback play and why it's so important. Jordan Travis kind of against the field, why I like him in a big game and how he's backed it up this year. So statistics are just incredible on how important it is to have an experienced quarterback. And that'll be a very in-depth piece. There will be a lot of quarterbacks compared to Travis, but you might be surprised on why it's so important to have one. So with that being said, game time, download the app, create an account, redeem it, Based on code Locked On College, you get twenty bucks off of your first purchase. Game Time's a great app. You can save yourself some money for tickets, concerts, anything that you would like to use. Now let's talk a little football and a perspective, a broad one, and then we'll keep narrowing it down in segment two and into segment three. First off, pick whatever team you want. Stack them right next to Florida State. Not saying you're going to know exactly how a game is going to come out because I don't know the injury reports and all that other stuff, but just from the eye test and who I've seen, Florida State, Michigan, et cetera, et cetera, all these teams, I think Florida State's as good as anybody in an individual game. That's where it really comes down to. Who's the best team just generically on paper? I would still probably lean towards Georgia just a roster, but I don't think the balance is really going to help them in an individual game. That's why recruiting can be a little bit off every now and then. Here's the key. Florida State at quarterback, receiver with the big play guys. We'll get into that in a second. Running back, experienced O-line. The defense has a lot of experienced players and a few younger guys starting to show themselves as well. There's a reason that Florida State is rising up. It's across the roster. They've gotten better year by year more talent and more talent. And now they're just to the point where they make key plays. Even if it's a a situation, it's a third and two, they hit the running back in the flat with a good pass. They run the football and don't just make it. They make it because they earned it. Florida State can play against anybody on a given day. So that begs the question, which school would you throw out there? There are two in particular that I think would give Florida State and probably most teams a lot of trouble. And that's Michigan and Georgia. I think Michigan personally, would give Florida State the most problems. That's based on their defensive history, their staff, their personnel, how they run the ball. They can shorten the game if they want because they're so good at running the ball, kind of like the Knowles, and they have a quarterback 
and J.J. McCarthy, who in their last game, I know it wasn't against the greatest comp, was 22 of 25, which is 88%, and he is clutch. If you have clutch quarterback play, just like Florida State, you can compete with anybody. So I think that would be my first pick. Georgia kind of speaks for itself. I don't have to go into the specifics with the Georgia Bulldogs, but who else? Clemson's down. I think Florida State's going to win that game in a, in a few weeks, but we'll get into that next week more than anything else. What about Texas? That's an interesting one. They just went into Alabama's Bryant-Denny Stadium and they knocked off the Crimson Tide. Is it warranted to say that they're now up there too? I think it is just based on merit. It's as good a win as there is in college football, along with Florida State's win over LSU. Those are the two best. And that one is actually on the road. You could make that argument. Big-time playmakers like Worthy, Cedric Baxter at running back. They've got an offensive line that looks pretty darn good. Obviously, the former mullet, I like to call him the mullet. He's throwing the ball deep. Quinn Ewers had some great passes. They've got Sanders at tight end. He's more like a big receiver. And their defense made enough plays. Obviously, Alabama's quarterback situation is a little goofy. And to that point, if you would trade Jordan Travis for any or all three, really, of the quarterbacks at Alabama, Alabama would take an upgrade. They just don't make enough good plays on offense. So Alabama's not even in the discussion, in my opinion. I think Florida State and Texas would be a tremendous matchup. And if you wanted to argue Texas, that's fine. I would still go Florida State. I know the roster a little better, obviously. And I also trust Jordan Travis because he's been doing it longer. Here's a little stat that somebody threw out. Quinn Ewers against Alabama. This is so weird because he's known for the deep ball. Had not had a pass over 30 yards in his Texas career. I know he only played last year part of the year, but to not have a pass over 30 yards was weird. And he finally did it. Jordan Travis and FSU, as I will talk about definitively in segments two and three, they do that a lot. So I'll, I'll go with the Knowles there. Um, looking at Florida State against the field, this is a very unique football team. You have more depth than you've had in years on defense. We haven't seen the, the special teams be under pressure in a last-second kick or something like that, so we'll have to wait. The offense is running over everybody, and I'll go over their stats individually and st statistically as a team in segment two. But this team, like, what, what would you say is the biggest weakness? That's the first thing when somebody says, well, so-and-so is a top-five team. I say, well, what do you think is their problem? What do they need to work on? Florida State is far from a finished product, mind you. I, I will grant you that. But I don't think they have a definitive hole that teams are going to punch through and make bigger like many other teams that are ranked in the top, say, 5 to 15. Let me give you a couple of examples. Penn State, Drew Aller could end up being the first pick in the 2025 draft. He's only a sophomore. 6'5", 240-plus, pretty good athlete, and has one of the strongest arms on earth. It's still developmental. He is not there yet. We don't know what he's going to be like in a big game. Fact. Notre Dame, they've got Sam Hartman at quarterback. They're killing it. They're, some of their offensive stats are similar to Florida State. However, they do not rush the passer naturally in a down four situation, and they need help from blitzing. You play against experienced quarterbacks like Jordan Travis, that's problematic. Ohio State. Their quarterback plays getting better, but they just beat up on Indiana. How much is that worth? Number one. And secondly, they're just not in sync offensively like they have before. And this isn't uh, Urban Meyer, Ohio State defense. It's pretty good, but it's not dominant. 
They don't have the same personnel stacked up. It's good. Don't get me wrong, but it is not a dominant one. Without great quarterback play, do you really think Ohio State would beat Florida State on a neutral field like if we were just talking? I would lean no, just my opinion. We can talk about other teams too and Florida State. Let's just stay in the ACC for a second. They could end up playing North Carolina, North Carolina State, Miami, et cetera, et cetera, regular season and or in the ACC title game. Obviously, you got Clemson coming up too. I'll talk about that a little bit more later this week and obviously pretty much all of next week. But Florida State against any team has a chance. And that's what this is about. This is a very unique team because of the experience and the playmakers all in one big bundle. How it plays out, I have no idea. I'm human. I'm not somebody that can just read a crystal ball. But things are trending in a very good direction for the Knowles. And I think that if they continue with, you know, knock on wood, without a ton of injuries, et cetera, they could end up being one of the top five offenses in college football, not only from the eye test, but some of the things I'm going to really talk about in segment two, statistically. Again, we're going to go over player stats for the Knowles, comparatively a little bit of stats in terms of like rushing, et cetera, nationally, and why that is so impactful. We're going to focus more on offense in segment two. We'll do defense later. Again, we're going to talk more about that later this week or probably next week. I want to see them play Boston College against a truly, really dynamic mobile quarterback in Thomas Castellanos. But that's just me. I think that it's a it's a really important thing they got to do is show that they can contain one again. They did it against Daniels, and now they're going to try to do it against another kid. They do it twice. That's a great sign because Drake May and some of these other quarterbacks, they could end up playing regular season, uh, ACC title, et cetera. That's very difficult. Let's talk a little bit about Game Time. It is the app that you should be downloading. Today's show is brought to you, Game Time. Don't be like me and forget to download it. I got into a situation last year where I spent 40 to 50 bucks more than I should have on a single game ticket because A, I waited too long, and B, I didn't look around. I just had one app, and I just went to it and bought the first thing I saw. That's on me. Don't do that. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy Game Time so you know every exactly where you want to be or exactly where you will be when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps. That's it. You're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email to find it. Snag the tickets without all the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. The first thing that you think of with stats for the state is what? Offensive explosion plays. That's why I'm going with offense. I mean, if you think of something else, more power to you. But like here, at least recently, Florida State history. If you want to talk long-term, you can talk defense. But here recently, it's Florida State and offense. And that's what we're going to talk about in segment two. Keon Coleman, 12 catches, 170 yards, four scores, 14.2 yards per catch. Johnny Wilson, seven catches, 104 yards, 14.9 yards. He hasn't caught a touchdown yet. A little surprising. I would not have guessed that. Does Florida State, here's your question of the day, does Florida State need more balance? Those are the two main guys. The next guy 
is Winston Wright. He's got four catches for 36 yards, the slot receiver. That's fine. No scores, only nine yards per catch. Does the, do the Knowles need to spread it out a little bit more? Or is it just they're so dominant with those two guys? Who cares? Give me a comment on YouTube. And let me know what you think. Send me an email, whatever you want to do. I can, matter of fact, I can put up the email here in just a sec. Whatever you want to do, it's pretty interesting to me because Florida State has so much talent at receiver, but yet two guys have been the primaries for the quarterback. I mean, Jordan Travis and Rodemaker, I mean, he's he's a good player too. He's gotten a little bit. They look for those two guys. I get it. But could they benefit more from spreading it around? Tight ends included. Again, the next receiver is Winston with four. But then after that, it's a bunch of guys with two and one. I'm not sure how I look at it, but it's a question to kind of think about. Jordan Travis, 38 of 60, 63.3%, 517 yards, 8.6 per play that he throws it, and six touchdowns, one interception. The running back room is ridiculous, just utterly ridiculous. They've got four guys that I think can start at major college programs. Number one's Benson. I'll talk about him in a sec. But don't forget about Tofili. Rodney Hill, and you got Holmes. I mean, all four of those guys, the way they run the ball, could be starters or at least a number two at major programs across the college football landscape. Benson, 21 carries, 126 yards, six yards per tote, three touchdowns. Here's the scary part. Holmes, Hill, Tofili, all those guys have had moments where they've showed as much, if not more, explosiveness. And some of them are even averaging more yards per carry. Florida State's in good shape in the backfield tight ends don't get much love, but they've got guys. They can make key plays. They've proven that ask LSU Florida state offensive skill. In my opinion is as good as it gets in the country. And here's the big thing. Those are individual stats. Scoring. Where do you think the Knowles rank offensively in the country in scoring? They are fourth with 55 and a half points per game. 23rd with 220.5 yards rushing. 303.5 for 25th in the nation in passing. Total yardage, 524 per contest. That is 11th. Third down conversions are 50%, which is pretty darn good. That's 35th. Red zone, they're actually 100% in scoring percentage, 10 out of 10. And they are also 16th in the nation in 8 out of 10 with those being scores for touchdowns. And then my favorite statistic offensively regardless if you're talking about passing game or rushing game, specific players, positions, whatever. Plays of 20 or more yards. In my opinion, it's the number one play in college football that dictates who wins games, who doesn't, who makes the playoff, who competes, all those things. 20-plus yard plays. What do you think the Knowles rank nationally? Right now, they are 12th with 15. But they've played LSU. Keep that in mind. And then when you go to 30 or more yards per play, this is run or pass just because they're so dynamic and both. 30 or more yards per play, they've had 10 of them, third in the nation. And again, they've played LSU. Some teams have played cupcakes, et cetera. Florida State is in very good hands with explosive plays. Georgia, Bama, Clemson, LSU, some of the teams that have won it recently in the last, say, five to eight years, go back and think about those teams. You're going to have to look up the stats. Starting at 18, College football completely changed. It's what I call the blonde year. A certain guy that now resides in Jacksonville that played at Clemson, playing quarterback, took college football by storm. Clemson wins the title. They outscored Alabama. 19, Joe Burrow, LSU, 
arguably the greatest offense in college football history, LSU wins the title. A certain receiver was on that Alabama team that they beat that year. He came back in 20, could have turned pro, wins the Heisman at Alabama. They have a quarterback that has a great year. He gets drafted in the first round by the Patriots. Alabama wins the title. 21 and 22, this walk-on quarterback goes crazy for Georgia being clutch. They have this dynamic running game, and they have this tight end who's also back again this year named Brock Bowers. They are one of the most explosive offenses in college football. What do you have in all of that? Teams that win games in big contests against truly talented teams, whether it's SEC title, Big Ten, whatever it is, in those big games, you've got to score. Look at the college football playoffs last year. Michigan, TCU, Ohio State, Georgia, and Georgia, TCU. Teams that score big win the big games. Just something to think about. It's very true. I don't think you're going to go wrong with that going forward because 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, every year, five years straight, teams that score big had the best chance to get to the playoff and win it all. It's just something to think about. I, I didn't think that we would head this direction so quickly. Not surprised that offense has picked up, mind you. But at the same time, it's pretty incredible where we're at. And I don't think we're going back. Maybe I'm wrong with that. Maybe I'm not. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at right now. So college football season is here and kicked off with the coverage on Locked On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on every team site's YouTube page, including Locked On Seminoles. We're going to talk about the big matchups, injuries, head coaching moves, anything that's going on in college football, the news of the day with the people that cover the individual teams. So if there's a big matchup in the ACC, the Big Ten, etc. We will have the hosts on from the shows that cover those squads to talk to you about why you need to pay attention to certain areas. They will have the scoop for you on Locked On College Kickoff Live. Again, that's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Friday on any team's YouTube page, including this one, Locked On Seminoles. And if you want to go back and look at it, it will be there as well. Now, before we go into segment three, a real quick note. This segment three is an extension of two but very specific. And it talks about Jordan Travis. We're going to discuss how statistics with quarterback play. And again, explosive plays being a big, big part of that or key. Here's your question for segment three. There are 24 out of like the top 30 quarterbacks in the country leading offenses where they run and pass, whatever, creating explosives that are in the power five of those quarterbacks in the power five in that category. How many of those 24 do you think are at least at least three years removed from high school, meaning they're pretty darn well just qualified as an experienced quarterback. They've been in the system, et cetera, et cetera. Again, that's 24 of the top 30 teams in, a, in college football are in the power five. How many of those power five quarterbacks are leading their teams third year or more removed from high school with all these explosive plays? It's 20 yard plays and above. That's what we're talking about. Again, very specific this time. I'm curious to hear what your take is. The number might surprise you. Maybe it doesn't, but uh, it sure as heck did me because I knew you could score a lot of different ways, but it just seems to be leaning more and more like the NFL at college level towards being a big time situation where if you don't have quarterback play, that's quite honestly, really, really good. It's, it's really hard. So 
I'm I'm curious about it for the next couple of years because like this season, just as an example, it's a very senior heavy year in college football across the board. Next year could be a little more wide open. This year's pretty traditional though. So let's let's talk about that in segment number three. FanDuel, get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $5 to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Again, that's $5 you bet to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube or YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on anything from spreads, player props, whatever you like. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. So segment three here is top quarterback play. Going to talk about Jordan Travis, obviously where Florida State stands. More talking about why 20-yard plays and above matter so much, okay? And like I said in the question in segment two there at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that go into making an offense work. It's not just throwing the ball. I mean, anybody can be an accurate passer and all that, but can you read a defense in terms of, okay, they're in a defense – I need to run the ball. That also goes into why you get 20 plus yards in explosive plays. And that's why I went with the overall, not just passing, not just rushing and all that. Why it's an offense that you're doing this as a team. Jordan Travis, sometimes the best play he does is the audible out of a running play and into a pass or in out of a pass and into a run. You have to be able to diagnose what's in front of you. And then you got to have players around you that believe in what you call. You will not have these numbers that I'm talking about and these teams unless you can. You will not. Team game. There is no more team game than football on this planet. There's just not. So a couple of the different teams that you think of explosive, you know, Clemson or LSU or whatever over the last five to ten years, take your pick. If you look at them, I'm just going to pull up like one stat just for fun, if you look at anything that they did, where did it start? How often did they have an, an unusual quarterback? You know, like Trevor Lawrence, about as rare as it gets. But I, I've got all the numbers here in front of me. It's incredible how many of these teams have quarterbacks that aren't only talented, but at least three years removed. So the question that I asked, again, was there's 24 of the top 30 teams in 20-plus yards Per, like plays, like individual big explosive plays. Of those 24, those 30 in the Power Five, 22 of them have a quarterback that are three years or more removed. Just for fun, A.J. Swan from Vandy and Dante Moore from UCLA. Those are the only two that are leading teams that are not in that group right now. Uh, Swan, he played in Gwinnett County, just outside of Atlanta. Very highly talented player. I don't know how he ended up in Vandy, but good for him. He's getting a great education, and I, I assume he'll at least get drafted. But then you got Dante Moore, who was a five-star and I thought was the best player in the country coming out of high school last year at UCLA. Everybody else is in at least their third year. And to further clarify, last year, for the most part, there were two main guys that fit this category as well. One is in L.A. and one is in Chapel Hill. Caleb Williams and, yep, you guessed it, Drake May. 
That's why it's important. Florida State went through it with Jordan Travis. They went through it. They, they struggled at times. And it is what it is. Sometimes you just got to do that. You got to ride it out with the quarterback until they figure it out. Florida State is to that point. So right now, Florida State, again, they're 12th in 20-yard plays and they're third in 30-plus yard plays. But if you look at the teams that are doing good, and I just got a few of them, like, not surprising. They haven't played anybody yet, but USC's number one in 20-plus yard plays, 26. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, Florida State's done pretty good. They got 15. Um, Notre Dame, six-year quarterback. Mississippi's got Kiffin, who's a good play caller. They're second. They've got a quarterback. It's either a junior or senior. Washington has Penix. He's a fifth-year guy. It just goes on and on and on. John Rice Palmer at UCF. He's a fifth-year guy. It's incredible. If you do not have experience, you cannot win consistently year to year. Again, Drake May, Caleb, there are a few guys like that. And like those two kids had offers from every school in the country coming to high school. We knew they were going to be good. Maybe not quite that good that fast. I'm also curious what goes on with Georgia once they actually play somebody this year. They're still ranked decently. They're 12th as well with 15th. But they haven't played anybody. I don't know how to how to grade them in their quarterback situation. I'm a big fan of their balanced offense, but I think Florida State, if you put them against Georgia, I mean, Carson Beck's a good quarterback and he's hitting 72% of his passes. Again, they haven't played anybody. Three touchdowns, one interception. But how's he going to be? Because he's not been through a season as the main guy yet. How's Beck going to be compared to like where? Any of the quarterbacks, like J.J. McCarthy went through it last year for Michigan as a starter, as a sophomore. You have Jordan Travis, who figured it out last year for Florida State. Ohio State's in the same situation. They've got two quarterbacks kind of battling it out. Not real sure about them, and they're getting ready to go to South Bend. That, that'll be interesting. If you're going to make the playoff, do you really want to put your eggs all in one basket with a freshman or sophomore? That dude better be good, or that better just be your only option. Because the statistics tell you it's not going to work. That's why this could be Florida State's year. Balanced offensive line, the most depth and experience probably in the country. A quarterback that knows what he's doing, knows when to call, runs, passes, checks, moving protections, whatever. Plenty of playmakers. And they finally have the depth they need on defense to at least keep it close. Now, playoff games in particular, you're going to have to score. Florida State or anybody. I don't care. But they have the quarterback down to do it. That's that's just the final nail in the coffin. If you're going to make it, Jordan Travis is your guy. And with him being a part of the program now for four years, that's the difference. That's why Florida State and some of these other schools, too, are doing so well. I'm not sure I would take another quarterback because not only is he good, and I'm not saying he's better than Caleb Williams. I'm not crazy. Caleb just on the hoof is the best player, I think, just raw in college football. But there are several other guys that are right there. Uh, Penix is a guy I know from here in Florida, really good. I'm a big fan of Bo Nix now that he's kind of turned the corner and got away from Auburn. He's kind of figured it out. Obviously, Florida State's got Travis, but don't discount any of these kids that are, that are spinning it right now. The Cameron Ward kid at Washington State's really good. All these teams that are scoring and beating teams, it starts at the quarterback position. It is that clear force for the trees kind of scenario. Don't overthink it. Experience at quarterback, that's how you get to the top. The only team that has recently done really well in college football with an inexperienced quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, and he's a very rare player. He won it as a freshman. 
that's the only guy in recent memory in my lifetime. It's been a, a freshman that did it in the passing era in 85 Oklahoma won it with an option quarterback. That was a freshman, but that's, that's a totally different kind of deal. Um, next week, once we get into the Clemson week, just want to mention this Florida state. will have more data. We'll have more understanding of what they can do. But this weekend, again, this is a reminder from Monday's show. My biggest question, how mentally prepared are you? Part of the stuff I talked about with the explosives, I'll probably examine some of that next week. Did they stay focused and hit those plays? Or does Jordan overthrow a guy? Does a block get missed when it's just a wide open field on the left side, but a guy misses a block and Rodney Hill could have scored? Those little things on staying focused, that's how you win games. And eventually win an ACC title, get into the playoff and potentially play for a natty. You got to do those things. You got to stay focused on every single game, get better. And then after you beat BC, you go to handle, handle your business in death Valley. So everybody have a safe night. Take care. Thank you very much.